LifeWay Audio. Welcome back, and I'm excited to share with you today something that I think is absolutely essential for each one of us to think about. Jesus realizes that the work that God wants to do, not only in the world, but in each one of us, it actually happens in our heart. Now, I always like to laugh because when I got married, my bride Lynn, who I love so much, she'd always say to me, hey Daniel, how's your heart? And because I'm a little bit of a you know, giving someone a hard time. I'm always like, oh, it's, you know, a little left center in my chest. It's beating normal, a little faster when you're around, sweetie. And she would laugh. She's like, no, no, you know what I mean. How's your heart? And, and she wasn't asking how the blood pumping organ, little left center in my chest was. She's asking, how am I doing? And really at the heart of all that God wants to do is what he wants to do in each person's heart. And there's this amazing story called the, the what we commonly call the parable of the sower. And this parable tells the story not only about Jesus and what he's doing, but it really speaks to us about the state of each one of our hearts. And so I'm going to ask you a simple question today. How is your heart? I want to hang a scripture over this entire study, and it comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, where it says that we should keep our hearts with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. I like to call this the knobs on my side of the wall. See, there are knobs on God's side of the wall, and God is perfect at tuning those knobs to accomplish His will. But He entrusts to each one of us certain knobs that it's our job to kind of make sure those knobs are dialed in to catch the frequency, so to speak, of what God is trying to do. And keeping our hearts with all diligence is something that He entrusts to us. Now, He prompts us. He encourages us. But it's really our job to keep a guard over our hearts, to make sure that our hearts are in good working order. Because He realizes that out of our hearts spring the issues of life. That does not mean that everything that happens to you happens on the inside. All sorts of things you don't have control over. But how you choose to interpret what happens to you, how you choose to integrate the things that happen to you into your life, that is something that you do have responsibility for. And the parable of the sower really points to the qualities of our hearts. Now you could read the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, in verses 1 to 9, Jesus shares the parable. And then, of course, the disciples ask, hey, well, why are you talking to people in parables? And then Jesus gives them the interpretation of the parable in Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 to 23. So I'm going to read this to you. Jesus says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself and endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. 
Verse 22, now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and care and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. Now think about how powerful this is. In the parable of the sower, Jesus is the sower and the seed is the word of God. But this seed interacts with, in effect, four different types of soils. And even though it's the same sower and it's the same seed, there are four different harvests of fruit. And in each one of our lives, this is the case, that Jesus wants to take his word and place it in each one of our hearts. But we have to make sure that the qualities and the characteristics of our heart are exactly as God would have it be so that our lives can be fruitful. And we get that from the seed that goes into the good soil. It bears fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And ultimately, that's what Jesus wants for each one of our lives. He wants your life and my life to be fruitful. Jesus said, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so you'll be my disciples. We know a tree by its fruit. And so God wants to make us fruitful, but only one of the four soils is well-prepared soil to not only receive the seed, but also to bear a harvest. And so right now you wanna say, God, will you make the soil of my heart, that good soil, so that your word can get in and it can bear the fruit that you wanna bear in my life so that my life would be fruitful and people would know that I'm a follower of Jesus because of that fruit. But guess what? There are three other types of fruit and I want to explore them now because I want to fill you in a secret. We all want our hearts to be that good soil. But what I have learned is that in my heart, all four soil types exist. I want it all to be good and I'm asking God to make it good. But every single day, I'm actually dealing with the characteristics and qualities of the three other types of soil that aren't as fruitful as the good seed. So if that's true in my life, I believe I'm like everybody else. I believe that's true in your life potentially as well. So let's explore them. One type of soil is what they call the, the seed that fell by the wayside. Even right now, as you're looking at me, I'm standing on a, in a beautiful trail. But where I'm standing right now, the ground is hard. There's no trees growing right here. Why? Because over time, this ground has been compacted down. And if I were to put some seed on the ground, it actually has no place to land. It just stays on the top. And the birds, if they're coming on by, they can just take that seed right on off. I call this the hard heart. This is a heart, this is a heart that has gotten hard for all different reasons. Maybe we've been hurt. Maybe people have trampled upon us. Maybe there's been just issues in life. Maybe it was with our parents or things just went wrong. And over time, we've just kind of gotten hard. The problem with the hard heart is that God's word can't get in to even begin to take root. Now, I always like to tell people, if you want to plant a garden on a place where our heart is hard, really what you need is a jackhammer. You need to really break that up. And I want to encourage you right now, if you see, hey, I have a hard heart in different places. I want you to come to me and say, Lord, I want you to break up this hard ground because I want you to bear fruit in my life. Listen, the Lord knows that your heart is hard. The Lord knows that my heart is hard. And he delights to take a hard heart and make it soft again. It's one of the prayers you find in the scriptures. I want to take out that hard heart and give you a heart of flesh, the Bible says. So we have to be careful for the hard heart. It can't bear any fruit. Now, the second type 
of soil that we see here, of course, is the soil that there is some softness, but there's rocks in there. Now, I like to call this the, the, the superficial or the shallow heart because the Word of God can get in, but there's all sorts of things that heart. And what happens is, is the Word gets in and it immediately springs up, but it really can't get any depth. And all of us struggle in different ways with being superficial in our hearts or kind of being surface level, being shallow. It's not that there isn't room, but there's other things going on in there and it's limiting what goes on. And Jesus says that for the person with the shallow heart, immediately it starts to bear fruit. But when all the things happen, the sun comes up, all these different things go on, but before you know it, it can't really grow and it withers away quickly. So if you're hearing this right now, you're saying, hey, I think that's me. Now listen, you don't need a jackhammer to fix a shallow heart. You need like a gardening tool, like almost like a garden pit, because there's good soil there, but we need to figure out what are the areas that there are issues, shallowness, and how do we remove them so there's more space for good soil for God's Word to grow in our lives. So we have the shallow heart. Now, the next type, I like to call the worldly heart, because there's good soil, and it grows up. But what we find is that there's also thorns growing in that heart. And right as God's Word is bearing fruit, there's other things that are now growing around that and is beginning to choke it out, keeping it from maximum fruitfulness. I like to call this the worldly heart, because Jesus says things like it's the uh, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now listen, we all want to be liked and we all want to be successful, however we define that. But sometimes our desires to be liked and our desires to be successful actually choke out the very things that God wants to do in our lives. Now, if your heart is saying, oh, that's me right now, God's word is bearing fruit, but there's other things growing and it's choking out what God wants to do. You don't need a jackhammer and you don't need a gardening tool. Really all you need is some gardening gloves because you want to be able to pull those thorns away so that you can keep the fruit that's there so that it can grow to maximum fruitfulness. And so you see that there's the hard heart. God wants to do a work there. There is the shallow heart. God wants to do a work there. And then you have the worldly heart. God wants to do a work there. And what I have found in my own life and the life of lots of people who I've walked with Jesus with is that every single day of our life, it is a negotiation where we have to understand, how's my heart doing? What are the qualities that I'm finding in my heart? And say, God, do what you need to do. Where I'm hard, make my heart soft. Where I'm shallow, make some room to make my heart deeper. And Lord, where I'm worldly, remove those cares of the world so that my heart soil can be good soil where you can bear much fruit. So as I bring this to a close, my simple question to you is this. I want you to make sure that you're tending your heart. How is your heart? And what are the steps that God wants to take to help cultivate the soil of the, your heart with the knobs on your side of the wall so that you can be more fruitful today and tomorrow and the coming weeks and months than you have been over the last couple days. And we'll take that step together with Jesus.
Lifeway Audio.